Hey, hey, hey. Week eight is in the books, which means it is time to react. What is up, everybody? Week eight was crazy. We got a lot of bad beats to talk about as well. What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome with us on this Monday, October 30th, into the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Absolute blast of a weekend as usual. I feel like every Mondays that we do this show, my voice is a little raspy from the drinking and partying that was done over the weekend. If you're watching on YouTube and had a good weekend yourself, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button down below. Also, listeners, loyal, loyal listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, do us a favor, hit those ratings. They do help us go a very long way on those crucial audio platforms. We need to have a fun weekend of football, Saturday college, but we are here today talking about the NFL Week 8 slate, and we are going to start like we usually do with our teams first, starting with the best team in the NFL that we have finally seen now from other teams that somehow just don't seem to win. The Philadelphia Eagles moved to 7-1 in Washington against the Commanders, sweep the Commanders this season, and now are 7-1, a 38-31 victory. Uh, plenty of, of things to break down in this game. Obviously, Devontae Smith gets the job done, 99 yards. But really, it wasn't even that. For me and I'm many other people that were analytical and into the stats, A.J. Brown, another game of 125 or more yards and a touchdown, an absolute baller of a performance. Uh, and, and the brotherly shove uh, is actually stopped. We saw it get stopped, but a good win for the Eagles, 38-31. I'm about to get sidetracked here real quick. I don't know why I just thought about this, but, like, first bro. R.I.P. the dude, uh, Adam Johnson, the hockey bro. Yeah. That, like that's in, that yeah. bro, that's insane. I was really like scary to watch. If you guys didn't see, that's man. Adam Johnson. That's manslaughter, bro. Like passed like away uh, shortly after getting cut by a skate in the neck. Very very sad stuff. Um, I sh- that bro, like I I hate to say it, I just did not look like an accident, bro. I don't know much about the sport, but I don't know how your left leg is coming up that high to someone's neck in that sport of hockey. R.I.P. Adam Johnson, that's fucking insane. I was just a little like, I mean, it was like I was like nauseous watching that video. I mean, you can just see his jersey is already covered in and and like the blood, and uh, I mean, he passed out on the ice from the crazy amount of blood loss. Just super sad. Uh, for their sport, obviously, it doesn't shine a good light on that. But uh, R.I.P. Yeah, to, to everybody and his family and, and friends involved in this this tragic event. Um, but let's go back to football here. 38-31. Eagles win this one. I did not mention this, though. Did you see? Is this real with Kenny G, with Kenny Gainwell? Is that real? I thought it was real. I saw a screen recording. I thought it was real. You're talking about the messages, The right? messages at two at 2.05 at halftime in the locker room. Recording. I, I mean, isn't that can... shit that you can easily get, like... I don't know if you can fake a screen recording, Can you bro? get kicked you off fake... the squad for that shit? No, bro, no. People go on their phone at halftime. I, I, I just don't... I hope it's fake, but the screen recording came out. I don't know if you can fake it. If you know you can fake it, let me know. AJ Brown breaking a record's insane, by the way. I don't know how... Like, that might take a while for it to get broken. There's a couple people in the league right now that could rob for that, but that's insane. Who record. says he's not going to keep doing it, too? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know Who's stopping I mean? him? Who's stopping Taylor AJ Hurts Brown? look really good. One thing that... I mean, it's just a great dub all around for the Birds. F- fighting adversity again. Like I say, every other week, we fight adversity every single week. But for some reason, the Commanders and Sam Howe see the Eagles on the schedule, Bro. and they expect to get off. Like, it's not like, oh, it's the Birds. It's a tough game. First of all, we can't sack Sam Howe. How many sacks do we have against him? Because we were getting good pressure. One. one, bro. We were getting really good pressure on two. We, I think, I, I don't know how many sacks we got on the last game. I think it was one or two. 
Like, he's just a slippery motherfucker. Jahan Dodson, Curtis Samuel, and Terry McLaurin, that trio is underrated. It's probably the second best wide receiver trio in the NFC East because, obviously, we have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Sorry about it. And Cowboys fans, I know you're pissed about that, but you guys do not have a better wide receiver core than the Commanders. I'm sorry about it. But another good dub for the birds. We keep pushing. The Beverly Shove, you talk about getting stopped, but then we pulled a trickery out for yeah. all of the DeAndre Swift. Anytime touchdown, better sweaters. You got your TD. That was Nick cool. Sirianni's a troll, but fuck it. We get the W. Keep it cool. Oh, we also need to address this problem at right guard. We had Tyler Steen come in uh, to replace Opeta. He looked a little better. That's an issue. Kevin Byard looked okay. A little bit. Of, Adjusting to any defense, but I'm I mean, we're fine. It's the birds, baby. Best team in the football. Best there team was never football. a doubt, like we said, but yeah, I mean, you said it. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. You said it last week or two weeks ago that even when everybody was still all over the 49ers, you said you gradually started saying, Yes, the 49ers this, yes, the 49ers that, but I still think the Eagles are better than the 49ers. And I still wasn't really on that train. And then once we get to the 49ers, we will break that down Sheesh. as well. But I, it really does seem that. Like, the, the Eagles are obviously the best team in the NFC. Can next week they do play the Cowboys? Is, like, are the Cowboys now the threat in the NFC against them? Yeah. Or is it still the 49ers? Yeah, both of those teams. Both of those teams. I, that, that Cowboys matchup is going to be is gonna be dope. I still think we probably handle them. At right? home, 425. Yeah, I think know? we handle them. But it is, it is between those couple of teams. And there's some, I mean, there's some low-key sleeper teams. Like, I've been saying, the Rams, the Seahawks is out there. So, there's some sleeper teams. It's not going to be no cake. I do also have to shine some light before we move on to the New York Giants and that absolute shit show. Uh, Jalen Hurts. What, what, what did you say last week? Is Jalen Hurts a lock for over minus half over over not. half an interception? And he he did not have a pick he yesterday. Jalen Hurts, like a boy, no turnovers. Atta How about boy. that? Like, Excellent game. Atta all right, Hurts. pretty good game. Um, He's limping a lot though. Yeah, that's something to, to work. I people say Jay Glazer came out and said bone bruise. I think sprained MCL. Okay, so <laughs> we saw we saw Tyrod Taylor crack the ribs. You know he went to the hospital too, right? Yeah. And. Kenny Pickett hurt his ribs too. He didn't get. He didn't go to the hospital. Tyra Taylor goes to the hospital. We get to see Tommy Saquon, Syracuse Saquon Barkley and Syracuse uh, Tommy DeVito, who I was calling Danny DeVito all day for no reason. Thirteen uh, ten win for the Jets. We got to just talk about some things here. Um, I get it's a rainy, rainy day. I really do. Eight passing yards. I get it's wet. Football's wet. But ever, ever giving the football to Saquon Barkley, thirty six times in the game is ridiculous. And I didn't even feel like that was the case when I was watching the game. But afterwards, you, you see how many times he was utilized. And I get it. Eight passing yards. I wasn't really focused on that. A lot of people were saying, you got to throw the ball in the situations. I was mainly focused on the fact that you had two missed field goals. This game should have never went to overtime. And regardless that Danny, Danny came in or Tommy, whoever the fuck his name is, like, sorry, disrespectful, but third-string quarterback, Syracuse, like, I don't care who it is. They still were up in this game, and there was not even a, a – I didn't have a, a second of, of a thought of a doubt in my mind that they were ever going to lose this game. And then, I don't know, it's pass interference after pass interference, defensive holding, Deontay Banks letting up the most amount of yards in man coverage this season to Garrett Wilson after 62 in, in weeks one through seven. And then in week eight against Garrett Wilson is allowing 72 yards in man-to-man -man coverage. It's the most all year. That's the, obviously the shock for me. But in that case – there is zero reason Graham Gano, who's been the most like loyal on this team to come in and be clutch and get shit done. And we missed two field goals and they end up losing this game in overtime, which never should have been to overtime. I just fucking hate seeing Jets fans like happy. I really do. <laughs> like I, I 
Giants own MetLife, and now it's like all the narrative. Oh, the Jets, the Jets, J D S. Guys are the little brothers now. And I don't. I also don't think that Zach Wilson played that great. He had two. He had those two bad turnovers. Those two bad fumbles. He made a couple good throws. It was not a good game from Zach Wilson. Well. Zach Wilson also had the best two-minute drill of the NFL season so That's far. That's true. I mean, I, he also got help with some calls, and though. And that, but it all starts, and this is where Kayvon Thibodeau cannot jump off sides. I know. Gives him a free play, gives Zach Wilson the confidence to push that ball down the field to Garrett Wilson, regardless of what happens. He did get open. I'm pretty sure it was Deontay Banks that was on there, but it was zone. Get that, that's a 40, 50-yard jump from the first play of a, of a, of a two-minute drill. Next play, Zach Wilson rolls out. Finds, I forget who he finds rolling out. That's another 20, 30 yards. Yes, they only had to get a field goal, but they, they could have possibly, if they wanted to, scored a touchdown if you got, if Graham Gano did make field goals. That was one of the, like, I, you just, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be completely ready to throw if I see Zach Wilson rush my team down the field like that. Saquon Barkley did have a lot of involvement in this football game, but he had to. Um, I'm not really too mad about that. I, I, Versus that defense, Giants fans, do you really want Tommy DeVito to be airing that joint? Obviously, you want to see it. Right. Eight passing yards is, I, I, I mean, that's insane. Dude, I, I don't That's I, insane. How do two, how do two quarterbacks combine to throw the that's ball 14 insane. times and Zach Wilson's throwing it 17 times? But he's, I mean, well, attempting to throw the ball 36 times, attempting to throw the ball for the New York Giants 14 times. I don't understand it. Um, the defense is now, this is three straight weeks um, where this defense has, you know, we, we look at, at Washington. That team put up 30, 31 on, on the Eagles yesterday. Right. Gi- Giants held them last week in MetLife to seven. Held the, the Bills to 14 or 13, whatever that was. Um, and then you come here for this Jets team, you're holding them to 13 points. They, they had no chance. There was a seven-point game until the last two minutes of this game. Dude, I just think, like, even it, the dude. first play of that two-minute drive, like, why, why are your DB 30 yards off the ball? <laughs> Bad teams are bad teams. Like that, I, I'm just like they're they're acting like it's a hell. Like I understand we're improving, but we can get improving with our DBs like at the 10 yard mark or at the 15 yard mark. We're, we are 30 yards off the ball. Like Garrett Wilson's just sprinting at Deontay Banks in zone with no one near him for 20 yards. Like that was ugly to watch. It's literally just that uh, was ugly like to watch. teams that that it's hard to really try to lose football games. And what I saw today this morning on first take is Molly was showing this ESPN prob- win probability. There was a point in this game. What, from what Molly and Stephen A. and Shannon had on first take this morning, there was a moment in this game where the Giants were win probability at 99.9% to win this For football sure. game. you got to be kidding me. And it's just bad teams that – like, bad teams are bad teams. Bad teams find ways to lose. Bad teams don't find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. And that's exactly what the Giants did here. This is a game they needed to have. Now moving to 2-6. and six. Have the Raiders next week. The last three games of the year are the Eagles, the Rams, and the Eagles. So you got to think – you got to get like this, the scrappy wins now to even give yourself a shot for those last three three games of the year. Tough loss, bad loss, disappointing loss, and the Giants moved to two and six. That's just shit. not good football for a, a piss poor Giants team. Uh, there's just it's a roller coaster of emotions with this team. Uh, let's head to uh, real quick on this Thursday night game. I know this was a couple days ago. We'll talk real quick on it. The Bills at home beating the Buccaneers twenty four to eighteen. Game that was a lot closer than it needs to be. Uh, good game for Josh Allen, though. And Chris Godwin gets in the end zone for the first time um, that I actually saw live this season. Um, and 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 Baker actually looked okay in that game. Again, I know it was on Thursday. Tough to look back that far. But I, I think Baker had a good game. He looked really well. Um, still have to, still shaky on the run game for, for the Bills. Um, but again, this is I'm still not really so high on the Bills. I'm not as scared as I was for the Bills. Again, I still need a division bet, so... Going to be rooting for them, but I'm still not as scared as, as the Bills being that 
you know, top dog in the AFC right now. They are still in the conversation. They're just not one of them. Like I said last week, for this Bills team to be as good as they always have been, they need Josh Allen to win the ball, and I'm pretty sure, yep, it's 7 for 41. It is not 2 for 14. Right. And that's all it takes. It don't take. You don't got to rush it 15 times. You don't got to have 80 rushing yards. He's not Lamar. But that's 7 for 41, a couple scrambles, a couple design runs helped break this game open. It was not a seven-point game like it was. But two things. Number one, if Chris Godwin got his body turned a second, and it's not his fault. He was, like, just getting punched, like, bu- like bumped around by other players. But if he got his body turned literally 0.5 Wins seconds the earlier, the game is over. Game's over. Second thing. Oh, my God. I had a parlay. I'm pretty sure it was like I, – I, I should have looked at my phone for the shot. I forgot about it. But it was like a 10-legger, 250 to win like 100. Just one of those regular – just, oh, I'm going to put this in for the game. Fuck it. Last leg is Mike Evans for 40 yards. And they're running the fucking two-minute drill to set up the Hail Mary. It is second and 10, Alex. Second – no. It was second and nine. No, no, it was second and 10. Second and 10. Mike Evans runs a curl to the sticks. Baker kind of duck arms it a little bit. Leads him back to the side a couple yards in. It's an eight-yard catch. Mike Evans had 31 yards at that point. Ends with 39. Finishes with 39. Yeah, I just noticed that. 39 yards on that parlay. Actually, unbelievable. What, what Was that the 4,200 uh, odds play, or was that a different one? That no, was, was different. Just the same was, game parlay that for, that game? Yeah, for that game? That's unbelievable. I mean, look, Bucks are still fighting away to try to – you know, They're stay right. in that division. They looks right. good enough for a team that's still in it for a new quarterback Baker in, in that system. I get it. We're, we're, we're now eight weeks into football, uh, and they're already done their bye. So, hey, uh, Saints, Falcons, look it out. Going there, to be a sweat. Gonna be, it's going to be a sweat. It's going to be a dogfight. Definitely something sweat. to keep an eye on because that's I know it's not amazing, you know, amazingly exciting teams right. to watch. It's still going to be a fun race down the stretch. Uh, let's kick it over to the one of our crazier games here in point, in terms of point scoring. Talk about a lot about unders last week that that missed on on you know teams that never were going to get uh, an over out of the Chiefs. I mean out of the Colts and the Browns this week. The Rams and the Cowboys in Dallas, forty three to twenty from the Cowboys and Dak Prescott solidifying and continuing to prove me wrong as I have said multiple times. That Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, and here we are again. Dak Prescott, four touchdowns, well over three hundred yards, and uh, and a big big win, dominant win for the Cowboys, who now are five and two. And like we talked about with the Eagles game, uh, one of the one of the biggest threats for them, obviously, coming up this week. Okay, the Cowboys start to roll a little bit. CD, CD. What I want to check in with the statement we made last week. Is Puka Nakua the lock? And is Cooper Cup, do we need to put him down the list in terms of the lock when it comes to wide receivers? Because he was a lock of the year the last two years. And 4 for 21 for Cooper Cup. After 2 for 29 last week. After 2 for 29 last week. Puka Nakua didn't hit, but the only thing I can announce is I don't know if we can bet Cooper, bro. I know, dude. I had him His to score. His line was 86 and a half. What was he to score? Like plus 115, plus 130? Plus 155. Oh, that's a beautiful line. Yep. Yeah, we might have to put Cooper to rest. I just don't, I don't get it. Because in the in the two weeks that he came back. What's going he was on? Like, he had like a touchdown, like 15 catches and like 258 yards. Like, crazy numbers for, like, his first two weeks back after, you know, missing the first four weeks of the year. And then now back-to-back weeks where, I mean, am I still going to continue starting him on my fantasy team? That's what we're talking about. Wow. Do you start Cooper Cup in fantasy? That's actually a great question. I mean, this is now back-to-back weeks where I can't be having a seven spot from from Cooper Cooper when he's projected at least 16 or more every week. No, you can't be doing that. 
So we got to start looking at the bench pieces or people in there. But over to the game's sake, um, it's just like an air it out mentality. When like when they have yeah, the can, when who they can, who can guard CD? Who, that's what I mean. But when they have when when they don't have really the the run game going and like CD's working or Dak's clicking within the system of of the offense and reading the defense well, they rarely run the ball and they rarely are su- successful with the ball and they just right. like. Beat the pass to death, and that's right. kind of what we saw with with CD. It's a little sickening if you had Tony Pollard. I had him to score. To score is nasty. Had, well, there's 43 points in the game, and he doesn't get one of what them. What are we talking about? Rushing yards, nasty. I'm pretty sure he doesn't clear that line. And it's like we have a blowout. If like, we can't get Tony Pollard. Some like damn, like I'm pouring I mean, one out for y'all. I'm pouring one out for y'all. Jake Ferguson first touchdown pass. We like, missed the whales. <laughs> we missed the whales. <laughs> oh man, good game though for the Cowboys. I understand how it can be a somewhat of an overreaction. We you know Pat McAfee always likes to say it's overreaction Monday. I can understand how this can be somewhat of an overreaction because, again, I going into the link next week in Philly against the Eagles, I don't see the Cowboys being that, you know, putting up a 43 spot, no. beating them like this. No. I don't even see the Cowboys winning the game. No. Um, I, I just, I don't know, maybe like a 24-17, 27-17, some game like that. But I just... I think we're overreacting maybe a little bit just because of the points that were scored. And again, the Rams' defense doesn't match to the Eagles' defense, nor does the team. But I think this is exciting. It's just funny for Cowboys fans because next week they're going to get all this hype and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to beat the Bears now. Now we're the best team in the NFC. But we'll see. I I, I still believe that the Eagles win that one. Moving on now to the Justin Jefferson-less and now, unfortunately, Kirk Cousin-less Minnesota Vikings, they get the job done in Green Bay at Lambeau Field, 24-10. to Addison again. Why didn't I take him? I think I was just being too lazy, but I didn't take Addison to get in the end zone. We got to do that moving I forward. Did. I did. Of course you did. Um, I get two. He dropped the second one. But uh, huge shout-out to Kirk because he knew that he was season was done. I saw the videos. We saw him like getting on the cart, clapping, let's go, oh, cheering, man. Maybe you will not return. Maybe that was your last couple snaps played and your last snap played in a Minnesota Vikings uniform. What does that mean for Justin Jefferson from his comments saying he might want to get out and follow Kirk wherever he goes. Nonetheless, the Vikings get a win for their guy, Kirk Cousins, who does go down, hoping for a speedy recovery. Enough with the Achilles injuries this year. Now we got two quarterbacks down through that same injury. Um, but a good win for the Vikings for Kirk Cousins, 24-10. Yeah, like, damn, Kirk. It's sad. You got people. They crying for him. Mm-hmm. Kirk's not even Kirk. Don't like, I'm not saying he don't care, but Kirk is just taking it to the tennis team. Is crying for him. They ain't cry for Rogers. Like they hate on Kirk, but how they receive you where you live at, where your homes at, says a lot about you. Kirk went down. It seemed like I mean they still won the game, but it just seemed like that was like oh like it just took everything out of him. Not in a sense where they couldn't play anymore, but it was like we just lost our guy, like a real leader. Kirk really holds that place down. And that quarterback show really shined a light on Kirk Cousins. Because he was always catching so much hate because he just couldn't win a primetime game. Like, oh, well. Kirk Cousins is a – you know what I mean? He's a good quarterback. And I hate that it takes shit like this for people to finally start talking about it. This is a really fucked up situation if you were the Vikings. Because we were just talking about the possibility of Kirk getting traded. That win might have been holding him back. Now it's like – I mean, okay, we do see Aaron Rodgers walking around and throwing balls right now. Let's say Kirk Cousins going to ayahuasca trip. If I'm a GM, I'm still down to sign him. Just go, just go fuck with Aaron. Right. He can, he could be a formidable quarterback for a team, and I don't know who it's going to be. There's a couple teams that come to mind off the rip. 
that I, if their quarterbacks kind of falter next year, he could come in. But I think it's going to be pretty neat to see how Aaron Rodgers has a play, has a role in this of kind of helping Kirk through it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with providing some of the stuff that he's gone through. I mean, he's walking. Imagine, he was, imagine Kirk Cousins in Atlanta. He was off his crutches in six weeks. So, obviously, he's doing something crazy. Um, but... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious to see where he get goes. To that game later, but what Des, I was Des say, Ritter got Des Ritter got benched at half. Kirk got an injury, get traded. Kirk in Atlanta with Drake Pitts, Bijan. Oh no, Arthur, you should make a call. Hey, I was ready to write. You should make a call. I was ready to write the the Vikings off and say, you know, it's wraps. It's under wraps. Goodbye, Minnesota. Goodbye, and and Detroit is now taking this. But if you look at this schedule, let's just look at the next four games here for the Vikings. In Atlanta against the Falcons, home against the Saints, in Denver against the Broncos, and home against the Bears. I got one and three. I got three losses in a row. I'm, but it's not like they're playing juggernaut teams where they can at least. Right. I mean, they're five hundred right now. Right. It's like they still could compete for a wild card spot. Falcons. At, I don't like that. They have Heineke now. They. I mean, Heineke probably might start with the benching of Desmond Ritter, and we know what teams do when they get him starting, and that's at home. Then we go. Where do we go after that? It's. Falcons, Saints, Denver. Saints, like that's just a tough matchup. Really. And then Chicago. Broncos, they're playing good football right now, and then they could beat the Bears. And 11-19, it's probably going to be chilly in Denver, Mile High City. I hate that for them. Um, RIP Vikings fans, man. Yeah, that sucks. But, hey, I look, 500. Look, they were 2-4. and four. You beat the 49ers last week yeah, on primetime. Beat the Chiefs. And now, and now you come here, and, and, and you got to win after your quarterback goes down. This is a team that easily could have been – Instead of two and four, two and six like the yeah. New York Giants after after these last two games. So big stuff there. Let's move to one of my favorite games and my very, my favorite stories of the weekend: the Tennessee Titans and Mister Mayo and his coffee. Will Levis himself four touchdowns. G Huddy, where you at? Where you at? Hey, Will, you dropped this, King. You dropped this. Put that crown back on. Four touchdowns, making DeAndre Hopkins look good with the dimes and a big win, 28-23 to over the Falcons. What a absolute performance in your NFL debut. Will Levis, I will give you all the props in the world for that performance. Way to go, bub. Atta boy, Will Levis. That's all it took. Just a shot. Just need a chance. Let me get a full game. No care if the Falcons. No care if Jesse Bates is back there because we finally have – a Titans quarterback. We've been through Tannehill, Malik. We get to Will Levis. Finally, someone's like, oh, my God. D-Hop's going to be down there. I could just throw it up to him. Holy shit. Hey, and let's also oh my, not, like, What so- a wild concept. This guy who's made his living in the league by getting the ball thrown up to him in space. Why don't we just try it? Some of those passes is not like they were on the money either. Like one no, of them, the first touchdown was a little decisions. behind him. No, exactly. Great yeah, job. Yeah. Way to get it down the field. The thing I liked about Will Levis, though, even on the plays that he was throwing up to D-Hop, you can clearly see that D-Hop was not the first read, especially the first one on the left side of the sideline when he was on A.J. Terrell. He's, one thing I liked the most about Will Levis, honestly, and he didn't have perfect ball placement. His throws weren't, you know what I mean, like we said, insanely accurate. But he was scanning the field really well for someone starting the game for the first time. Coming, going from right to left, finding my guy on the deep ball. Like I don't know, Will Levis looked really hey, nice. And, and the he leadership, really nice. And the leadership mentality out of him as well in they, the press I, conference I, after man. talking about, hey, when Malik's coming out, you're booing him, um, and he's like, you know, that's that's like fan, as fans, we got to be better and, and and respect this guy because he's been here longer and and he's got to like I, I just understand what he's trying to say there. Yeah, leadership mentality, especially after a game like that. How can you not like this story? How can you not like you know? 
what 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 he's what he did in his first performance, his first NFL Derrick game. Derrick Henry's also putting Derrick nice Henry stock for his trade bait. I'm telling you what, his trade bait stock. What, can going you up? tell me why the fuck I saw some shit like all over social media, all over ESPN on NFL Live that like the Eagles might be a good landing spot for Derrick Henry? Yeah, for what? I mean, I understand it's Derrick Henry, but like I was about to say, D Swift is there, bro. Like, what are we doing? You could always have two. Oh my god! You like, just have two. And these guys get Julio Jones. We didn't even say Julio Jones got a fucking end zone. Yeah, like, the end zone. Oh my god! But good game, good game for the Tennessee Titans. Really, just wanted to highlight um, D Hop. There's top top three performers: D Hop, Will Levis, obviously, uh, and Derrick Henry with the trade bait there, and and you know, Gia Huddy. Just because he wasn't famous and like this big yeah. NFL superstar. Yeah. Wait when he got yeah, drafted. Like, don't yeah. mean you gotta quit on him, okay? Okay, because now he's that guy, and he can he can put that crown back on, and you could just sit there and you laugh. Never know, you might see that resurface. Maybe, maybe. Nah, you know how it goes. All right, over to Indianapolis, the Colts. Wow, losing at home, thirty-eight to twenty-seven to the Saints. Huge game for the Saints here. I'm I'm very locked into the Saints because I do have a future of them to win the division. Big big win. Uh, there was multiple times in this game where they just were. Trying to find ways to lose the game. Absolutely, Saints like football. it's just Saints football. <laughs> there was a a multiple times in this game where it's like you're sweating. I mean, you're biting your fingernails. You're you're you're. I'm sweat. I was watching Red Zone. I'm sweating at the bar watching this goddamn game. I'm like, guys, what are we doing? We're about to lose this game, or we're gonna try to. Um, but hey, Derek Carr. Like, this is a guy that everybody has been like very iffy. You know, he, he's iffy. We've we we've we've yeah. somewhat. Stepped forward into into talking really really like well about him, but we've also come back a lot in recent games. Now I think we're kind of back on that wavelength of of what a, wait a minute wait a minute Derek can you lead this team to a division win a division title possibly but I need it to happen good win there for for the Saints and and what this means for the Colts still putting up a lot of points but it means a lot to see uh, Gardner Minshew in this role like he was last year. And helping, uh, helping do what he can to, to try to keep his team in some football games down the stretch. We had JT back snapping. It's always good to see him back doing his thing. Yep. But like I've said from week one about the Saints team, the X Factor is Speed Machine Shahid. <laughs> I like that. Every game. And if we're going to keep it a bean, if if Speed Shahid doesn't put up 150, how how highly are we talking about Derek Carr? True. And those were like three deep balls, three beautiful balls by Derek Carr. But it's just right. Speed Shahid just doing his thing, getting loose. Alave did cost Derek Carr as well, though. Derek Carr's they could have looked that much better if Alave wanted to catch the ball or just not have the ball hit his helmet or just be a little more locked in. They have a little. They were getting frustrated with each other last week. Alave gets arrested, obviously, for going a little fast on his bike. This week, plays this week, ball's going off his helmet. I don't know what's going on with that because I think the, the Alave Thomas species he trio AKs out there too. That should be absolutely I mean, I, unstoppable. I guess I I really. They won the game, guys. I'm, I know. I'm just saying. But I just want to see a little more Alave. I guess I... Yeah, me too, for fantasy purposes. But I guess I... Still speaking on the side of, of fantasy, I guess I really just folded on the fact that I didn't think... Der, um, I didn't think Alvin Kamara was going to be, like... That big of a... Of a, of a, of a point score for fantasy. I mean, he's two everything. touchdowns. He's everything. And he's getting a lot... Like, especially in PPR leagues is, is really why I'm saying that. Because when you're getting... Obviously, this game, it wasn't that high... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 catches per game where you're getting those 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 points per catch. Uh, I mean, he still is is putting up 
high numbers when it's in yards for rushing and receiving, and he's scoring every single game, which is six points um, on, on either rushing or receiving. So, How did Zach Moss contort his body on that touchdown, too? I thought he was going to break every bone in his body, have his legs, his kneecaps. Like, shout out to him because he put his life on the line for that touchdown. Let's Whoever go to him. Let's go to uh, Miami. Six and two are the Dolphins now in a oh divisional win, God. a big divisional win oh in Miami. 31 to 17 over the Pats. So two over three scores. Game. Waddle getting involved. Tyreek getting involved. This is just a very week in, week out. We talk about it. I say it all the time. Week in and week out, we see how explosive, how fun to watch this offensive this offense is. And and they do it every single week. Six and two go to the Dolphins on a 31-17 victory. I would be extremely pissed off, honestly, if, if I was like a corner and I watched Tyreek Hill burn me, catch it, and then just not even celebrate, just sprint to the bench. Yep. Just just sprint to the bench. And all his whole team just chasing after him. I'm just like, what the fuck? This guy just don't stop moving. Dude's crazy. Really good to see Waddle get off. Yep. Mac Jones, up and down day. Still turn the ball over. At least it wasn't three. It was not terrible. <laughs> it was not great. It was not terrible, though. Had a bad beat. Told one of my boys, send me all your picture like today. Compiled a list of picks that, that he liked. Okay. Kamara Tuddy, um, Moser Tuddy. Okay. Um, fuck, there was one more Tuddy I'm missing. We cashed one more Tuddy, and then we needed the under in this game. And we get the Miami Dolphins just marching down the field, down last possession, score seven. Game's on, over. On Binkus. Oh, man. It's all right, though. Good Dolphins W. They're looking. Oh, by the way, Jalen Ramsey, first game back. Yep. Holy shit. Very all nice. Over, Very nice. All over the field. Uh, did you see what, what, what Coach Mike's saying after? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I – I'm going to tell him. He was joking, obviously, but he's like, you know, I'm going to tell him, man. That pick should have turned into six, and instead it turned into three, but he stepped out of bounds. So he just messed it around because he didn't take it to the house. It probably should have turned to six, but that I, – I was talking real heavy that the Eagles beat Miami. Jalen Ramsey wasn't there. I know it's the Pats, but Jalen Ramsey looks like he might be the X well, factor you know in that what? defense. It would have been crazy to see what that matchup would have been. Can you imagine AJ. AJ Brown and Jalen Ramsey? What a fight that would have been. And then he's stepping up in the run game as well, taking away his side of the field. His, the first run of the side of the field, he forced a fumble. I guess you're just going to have to wait to see if the Eagles play the Dolphins at the Super Bowl, and then you again. can see that matchup again. You like Should that? Should we just bet that exacto? <laughs> Eagles over Dolphins in the Super Bowl plus 5,000 I something? wonder what that is. Something I really wonder what that is. Um, okay, moving on. So we got some more division games there. Good stuff with the lie. I mean, with the with the Dolphins there. We're gonna move now to Jacksonville, uh, in Pittsburgh. We got some fun things to talk about in this game. Not as exciting of a game, but in the post game, a lot of the guys on the Steelers wanted to make it exciting. A twenty to ten victory for the Jags. Kenny Pickett goes down, big rib rib injury there. Don't know the status on him for next week yet. He ain't gonna play. Probably not. Play. The big thing that I took away is um, some Steelers players, Coach Mike Tomlin. Very, very upset with the calls on the field, saying that the refs handed the game away. And to some of those calls, I do agree with that they were, they were just blatantly wrong. I don't believe that those were the reasons why they lost the game. But in this situation, a 20-10 to uh, victory for the Jags. And let's think about this. It's a gritty team out of the Jacksonville Jaguars who are now 6-2. and two. Again, we know what they did last year. We know they, they, they had a shot against the Chiefs in the playoffs. But I don't think we would have had the Jags at six and two after eight weeks of football. Maybe that's just I mean, me. I, I was I'm, I was hopeful on the Jags. My guys down Duval, you know how I feel. This was a game that the big boys in Vegas were called a trap. Vegas only set the line at two. Motherfuckers is like, huh? 
They about to, and then it's one of those days in Pittsburgh. It's cold. It's rainy. It's like foggy out there. When they're doing the little red zone thing before the game, and they show the weather. I didn't take it. I'm like, damn, I think Pittsburgh probably this is like a Pittsburgh win, Mike Tomlin win type of day. Gritty weather win Gritty for weather. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. And that's a statement for the Duvalians down there. We get dubs like this. ETN goes off every week. We're going to have to add him to the lock list. ETN <laughs> touched out again. Adam Thielen will get to him again. And it's the lock list keeps him pushing. Guys down there, we're going to have to. Are they the best team in the AFC? Is this, did we have the matchup. Now, the Chiefs did win the head to head. But the Chiefs arguably look worse in their losses yep. than the Jags do. Right. Do have the Ravens out there. It's just a question we're going to have to ask. Yep. There's a question that we got to Who start. is the best team in the AFC right now? I'm going to let y'all in the comments section figure it out for yourselves. I don't know. It's something to, to monitor with these, these big-name teams. Bills, Chiefs. Mm. You know, Miami, Miami's still in there. Jacksonville's still in there. Obviously, Baltimore. Like, there's five teams right there where you can interchange a lot of them, especially based on the week-to-week performances. Oh like God. the Chiefs, Ravens didn't have that great of a performance against this team, which we are going to get to, <laughs> um, especially after the Lions win last week. Um, okay, so let's go to the Texans and Panthers. I did watch the majority of this game. Wasn't really trying to, um, but the Panthers get their very first win of the season, and that means Mr. Young, Bryce Young, gets his first NFL victory, a good performance for his team, and Frank Reich, hey, listen, maybe your name was on a chopping block. How far, how how long were we going to let it go until we were going to let you go? Gets the win here against the Texans, who, hey, CJ Stroud, again, I know it wasn't the best performance, but still will be in my book of the best QB in the class. Obviously, we don't have Anthony Richardson to talk about. I understand that. But Bryce Young, good performance there. Uh, and here's your boy, Adam Thielen. Does it again. Eight the catches, 72 list. yards. The lock list. I believe it was 55 and a half or 53 and a half. How? And I'm, I'm pretty sure his receptions had to be like five and a half. I'm sure I it was think. five and a half. And it was I'm like sure minus was. crazy juice. The books got to wake up to Adam Thielen. Now, it's always a, a marquee match of one of the top two picks. Copy quarterbacks always face off. Didn't get to see what I wanted to see from C.J. Stroud. The Panthers had something to prove today. Bryce Young looked good, though. Yep. Moving around the pocket, getting sacked, still bouncing back from it. Had a couple plays where he rolled to the pocket, found Thielen down the field. Just good to see my boys, you know what I mean? Nice little dub for them. Raheem Blackshire, Philly product, some kicking turns hey, look good. It looked like an absolute gorgeous day in Carolina. So those guys so, down like, there. 70 fucking yep. degrees. So those guys down in Carolina, oh, you guys caught, caught your first win. Uh, I cheered on your your... Young NFL quarterback getting his first victory in the NFL. Miles Sanders. I was get what I was getting to though. What's that? Miles Sanders. Talked a lot of shit by not getting the ball in the Super Bowl. Talked a lot of shit about his role on the Eagles. Go back to that last score real quick. Just want you to see. See what, what you're talking about here. What was it just us? Miles. <laughs> <laughs> so gonna flash that on the screen. Was it uh, just two uh, carries, zero yards? Uh, he had a long of four, so after he got that four-yard carry... He's just, had some flashes yeah, down Carolina, but it's been much of the same. You have some flashes, but can we trust you as a number one marquee running back? I don't know. Are we incorrect, Miles? I miss you. I mean, he was my guy, but... I think DeAndre Swift is... Uh, a little better. The better, the better guy. Not even just the, the better guy The better guy for the Philadelphia Eagles. For not, the pockets, for the team. Definitely for the pockets. Definitely for the pockets. Where does Miles, go, Miles Sanders go from here? He keeps sacking his bread. 
I guess so. I mean, uh, I mean, it's seventy. It's seventy degrees and on Halloween. And that's he, true. He got his. I don't know how mad he can be. Hopefully, right. he learned how to golf or something. Yeah, hey, hey, that's right. Watching F one and shit. He's probably all right. Okay, moving on to a throwback game here in Seattle. Wow. Um, I actually do really fuck with these jerseys. Uh, the Seattle's Seattle throwbacks. They are very, very sick. Uh, a big win there against a top defense in the league out of the Cleveland Browns. We won't have to talk about it, but a 24-20 win over the Browns, uh, moving the Seattle Seahawks to 5-2. and two. Geno Smith with two interceptions, but he does have those two touchdowns as well. Uh, in a game where, again, we have to go watch P.J. Walker attempt to dot the field up like he did last week, and and uh, he, he did fall a little bit short yesterday. Listen, I mean, the Seahawks just came out ridiculously hot. Geno Smith is, like, breaking sacks, finding Tyler Locker in the corner of the end zone. Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet might be one of the best one-two punches in the league. That looked hard to stop early on the game. Just don't understand. 17 first quarter points for the Seahawks. You think it's over. And then this Cleveland defense that I was talking about just turns up. Nothing until the last drive of the game. Two turnovers on, on Geno Smith. P.J. Walker doing his thing. Uh, the one turnover, I think it was a Jamal Adams tip pass. Not too mad about it. Did have one pick that was his fault. But brings them back, takes the lead. Like, we look, everything's moving. We're doing our thing. Where Everything was great. Then we let the Seahawks just walk down the field. JSN Tud and the game. This was a big, this is a big, big dub for Seahawks. They were 4-2. Obviously, that race is getting crazy. It's moving to 5-2. I know. This could have been a swing wing for the Browns because they get another double with their third-string quarterback. This was a low-key entertaining-ass game. Sloppy as fuck. Two teams trying to hang each other in the ballgame. Good to see Gino and my boys get another W, though. Another thing to talk about when it comes to the gambling side. If you had DK Metcalf receptions, that's insane. Five receptions on 14 targets. How do you get five receptions on 14 targets? What is happening? If you had, if not, if you had DK over, bro, receptions over, is, there are comments such as a safe place. It's a yeah, safe facts, place. facts. Just that like is, it is every week. That's not okay. That's not okay. You didn't deserve that one. You really didn't. Yep. Uh, a couple more to go here in this NFL week. Eight. If you're enjoying this on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button and our Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners. You know what to do. Hit those ratings on the bottom. Over to the Mile High City in Denver. The Kansas City Chiefs lose in a very, very sloppy, cold-weather snow game in Denver. They lose 24-9. Wow. Very disappointing. And guess what? Guess what? What did we talk about last week on this specific particular show? We talked about Taylor Swift and the narrative that has been set because she's in attendance for Travis Kelsey's performance. And is this me being wrong? Because Travis Kelsey hit his under in receiving yards yesterday. And guess who was not in attendance in the box? Well, Taylor Swift. So maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. But the Broncos, they get a win here. And a huge divisional win. First time in eight years that they have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And 24-9. And you send the Chiefs to 6-2. and two. And like we were talking about earlier, about the teams that have losses... Like, the better teams that have two, maybe three losses, these are the types of losses that make them look like they're not as much as a powerhouse anymore right. because they're much more sloppy than any other, you know, loss, like like the Eagles. Like, you know, so, and, and the 49ers are now doing that sloppy stuff too. So, big win for the, for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson and, and Sean Payton, obviously very happy with this one. It's just a week-to-week league. Pat Mahomes continues, like I say. Sometimes he looks extremely regular. It's another day where 
I mean, some of these turnovers just don't look good. Um, but I, I'm not taking too much from this game. This was a huge get-right spot for the Broncos. I mean, they just look terrible yet again. Sean Payton looked like Nathaniel Hackett v2. I know that guy has a shit ton of pride. Russell Wilson has a shit ton of pride. Jerry Judy's getting called just an average guy. Like, this was just a big – they're at home. It's like – just like the uh, Steelers game. It's like rainy, foggy, little sloppy. Like, all right, Broncos, get y'all get-back spot. Got a couple turnovers. We happy for y'all. Y'all can actually play real football. Murdered my ticket. Fuck y'all for that. But I'm happy for y'all that y'all can play real football. It's also a situation of football, too. I believe if this game was in Kansas City, uh, Denver Doesn't, gets their, their asses you know kicked, I mean? handed to what is your fantasy situation with running back? Does anyone in your league have Javante Williams? Yeah, a, a bunch of people do. I don't know exactly if they have him as a flex position or they are utilizing him as a like running back too. Um, but this was the right game to get. I mean, just looking at the numbers here, 27 carries. I know it's a cold game. That's like three straight weeks he has. I think we're like 16, 17, 18, 19 mm-hmm. points. And let's also Y'all look at might have ba- to get in your Howie Roseman bag. I know facts. Try to find a way to get Devon- Devontae to get- over to that team because they realize. I, I, I think they're realizing the trend here. We got we got to establish a run with this team. We're not going to have Russell Wilson throwing the ball fifty times getting a kill back there. Here's the deal. So look, with the Chiefs, they have to figure out. We know that Travis Kelsey is like the quote unquote wide receiver one, but they have to figure out how they're going to utilize anybody else in the passing game besides Travis Kelsey. We saw. I know. Remember, you see, see the back of the end zone. Sky Moore was wide open, almost a basket catch, kind of just bobbled it, dropped it. There's he a touchdown that. right there. I know it's cold. I know it hits the hands harder. It's it's a much harder, you know, situations to to play in. But I mean, you bring you bring McCole Hartman Jr. back to try to figure some things out, and maybe he was the only guy that, like, I don't know if another team really was dying hard to get McCole Hartman back, but I I don't know. I I think that. This I just Chiefs thought this team. was the guy that didn't need all that. That's what I thought. That's true. Everybody said that's that. That's what I thought. I just that's what I heard. That's what I was told. I hope told he didn't need all that. Everybody said Patrick Sky Mahomes Moore did drop that. the touchdown pass. That changed the game because hundred percent they scored there. The Chiefs. We but, already know how the Chiefs get rolling when that shit like that happens. I mean, we have to find it. Uh, like it's not that we're finding somebody else that's going to be. We do need to find somebody. It's else. just we like and and it, I don't mean. I mean, look, trade deadline's coming up, but I just mean if it's not somebody on this team. If it's not any of these guys that we drafted this year, that can be a solid guy to accent Travis Kelsey, then what are we... I don't understand what we're talking about here because now we're just seeing... I understand. Stopping game. Patrick Mahomes is having a little trouble having to deal with just throwing the ball to Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. And, and having his receivers kind of let him down in the end zone like Sky Moore did yesterday. That's all that was. Um, okay, moving on here. Oh, this is going to be a fun one for the gamblers out there. Can't wait to showcase this one. The Ravens and the Cardinals in Arizona. Ravens, kind of a sloppy win here. After a huge blowout win against the Detroit Lions last week, they go to Arizona and gets a dog shit now 1-7 team. Uh, Ravens moved to 6-2 on this win. But again, pretty sloppy win. Not going to put them on this pedestal of, of top of the AFC just yet because of this. Um, but still a good win and keeping them in the running 6-2. and two. Let's talk about this, though. I want to pull this tweet up from uh, BR Betting. If you had the Ravens minus 9.5, the Cardinals score a touchdown, and then they go for 2 and miss. They kick an onside kick after that, and they recover the onside kick. And then they kick a field goal with down 10 with 30 seconds left, and they miss. But the Ravens were called for a false start on that field goal attempt, and they get to re-kick. And then they make the field goal with 
25 seconds to go, and Cardinals plus 9.5 caches. Just an awful beat. I'm not saying that this is a whole rigged comment that we've been talking about for this, you know, a couple weeks of this NFL season, but that is just one of those bad, bad, bad beats that we had to highlight wow, for our betters that's out the there. Best, that's the best one-win team in the history of football <laughs> doing what the best one-win team in the history of football does. They, get, they make you sweat. You should be oh, – I'm not going to say that. But you should be taking a Cardinals spread in a lot of situations, especially like this. But the Ravens did look good, good W. One thing I like about the Ravens, one thing I saw a couple more times this week, I saw it last week, you got Rashad Bateman winning big one-on-one catches down the field. And if they have that if they have that weapon to add on top of, obviously, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews looked good, obviously killing every zone coverage at the Cardinals. It's so funny. Hey, also, if, you're in the, if they're, in the, they're in the red zone and they try to run zone coverage, because you can't run man on Mark Andrews and them. They run zone, and Mark Andrews just always finds the hole. He'll push a guy out the way, find the hole. First touchdown, Lamar Jackson's fading away on his back foot, one leg, finding, finding Mark Andrews in the hole. It's actually unstoppable. And you could tell they're catching the rhythm with this offense. Hey, my it. fault, Gus. My fault, Gus Bus. My fault, dude. Like, was told to pick you up in multiple fantasy leagues, and I faded you and I slept on you. My fault, dude. Three touchdowns yesterday. Like, that's on me. I'll take that one on the chin. My fault. Very nice performance. I felt bad about that. Yeah. In the guillotine league, my dad wants us to pick up Gus. I'm like, dude, like, I mean, I, I don't want to waste a lot of fab money on him. Like, I don't know. And then just actually annihilates. But okay. All right. My fault, dude. We'll take that one on the chin. Lev- definitely we'll take that one on the chin. Um, okay. Moving on here, we got two games to go here in week eight of the NFL season. The Bengals in San Francisco. What the hell are the 49ers doing? What the hell are the 49ers doing at home? 31-17. Hey, Joe Burrow, you are back. Back and better than ever. Jamar Chase with 10, 10 receptions in 100 yards. Got that big touchdown as well. This is what we're, we really start to highlight here with uh, Brock Purdy. Is he the real situational quarterback for them and can get them the wins or is he just the guy that was just there to fill the role and he's still filling that role until somebody else comes along because we we, we really got to see yesterday inaccurate throws didn't really look that confident on the field out there and and that Bengals defense took advantage of him and he had those two turnovers and that was a huge huge part of this 49ers team losing at home uh, in their first loss at home too and and a shocking last few weeks of football for the San Francisco 49ers yeah, this one doesn't. This one is another one. This one ain't moving too bad. The Bengals' historic bad start. Why are the Bengals three and three coming to this game? Why are the 49ers five and a half point favorites coming to this game? A lot of people got set up with this one. Sorry if you got set up by the 49ers on this one. But, I mean, this guy had to have a. Like, you can't win 18, 19 regular season games in a row. Like, this guy won 14 regular season games in a row last year. He is not an incredible starting quarterback. He's a good player. Obviously, he was going to. Come back down in a realization of earth at some point. Bengals just made plays, though. I'm not as upset with the 49ers as I am happy for the Bengals. Jamar Chase went off. T. Higgins had some big catches. Joe Burrow looked really, really, really good. Looks like he's getting healthier in the pocket, moving around, finding guys where he's making moves. Uh, the pick they had when they were in the red zone, the first pick that Brock Purdy had was not Brock Purdy's fault. That's an amazing defensive play to be running down a quarterback, tip it to yourself, and catch it as a linebacker is a ridiculous play. You will not see that again for the rest of the year, by the way. Second pick. What the fuck is Brock Purdy looking at? Logan Wilson, one of the best middle linebackers in the league. Logan Wilson making like another Logan Wilson, Logan Wilson making a play. But as Brock Purdy, you have to know, especially running the 49ers offense, running the Kyle Shanahan offense, a lot of balls in the middle of the field. 
You're throwing out one of the best coverage middle linebackers in the league. You have to be able to find and locate that guy. That turnover was insanely bad and costly. Good to see Ayuk going off, though. Because Ayuk and Kittle were getting off. That's why I don't think it was that bad for Brock. It was the one play that they made the red zone that was a really good play, and then the Logan Wilson pick was bad. Besides that, he was finding Kittle. He was finding Ayuk. He was, they were doing their thing. But that second, that last turnover is the one where with Brock, it's like, we just can't have those. I'm even it on was the... too easy. It was too – it didn't work. No pressure on him. Just didn't find Logan Wilson. That's the one we can't have. It's even just like Joe Shicey, just like you talk about being confident in the pocket. When we weren't really going to see him run those some of those design runs, you know, two weeks into the year. No. Uh, so just seeing that he's more confident in the pocket is obviously a plus for them. And a Bengals team that you're exactly right on that. Just historically, every year seemed to come so out slow. so slow. And they yeah, got to just turn on the Jets when Joe Burrow's ready to go. I forget who they beat. It might have been the Chiefs or the Bills or somebody. It was like the same thing. They started slow and then they beat a team that was hot. And everyone was like, what the fuck? I was like, no, nah, the Bengals are just pretty good. Okay, over to our last slate here, our last game in our Week 8 slate of the NFL season, our Sunday night football game in L.A. The Chargers hosting the now 2-6 and six Bears, winning 30-13. to 13. Uh, Justin Herbert silencing a little bit of the hate from last week with three scores. And uh, Austin Eckler, booking with Trent, getting the first touchdown score. I don't know why it was like plus uh. 350, but okay, Austin Eckler, way to go. Good win for the Chargers. Keep that momentum after a, uh, after a tough loss. Just about two weeks ago on primetime against the Cowboys. Yeah, we got we need we needed this we needed this one in a big way. Not no right like this had a setup. They were I don't know if you peeped it, they were really trying to have this be like a Chargers, maybe 31-30, Tyson Bajan. They were doing the stories with him on primetime. I'm like, oh no, the Chargers are about to like lose this on like a PI or win this by one or something. But nah, we handled business. People were loud about Herbie last week. Like I said, week to week league, people got chill. Tyson Bajan Cashes a plus 700 anytime touchdown score. Like I say, week in and week out, we just missed the fucking whale. That's crazy, bro. Just missed the fucking whales. That's what it was? Yep, plus 700. And it probably was a little more than that before I saw it. It should have been a little. It probably, it probably, it probably, they probably, people, because you know, I, we be seeing every people hammer the QBs on primetime to score. I be seeing the trends, man. I don't know why I don't ever just. Tyson Invasion first primetime game, they were giving the stories. The narrative was there. He looked all right, though not his best game, but I mean, this is not a game for him. This wasn't a game that was set up for him to succeed. Hopefully, no, we see Justin Fields back healthy soon too, as well. I would have liked to see a different, uh, like I don't know, no disrespect to those teams, but like that was really the horrible, prime time game that horrible, we took. Horrible, horrible. We There's, picked for we, Sunday Night Football. We definitely could have flexed something there. I agree. I agree. And then Tyson Bates in the last two weeks, I think we need to obviously get the one big dub, but we see why I think. There's a little more juice with Justin Fields in this offense than than Tyson Bajan. It's pretty obvious. Those are our reactions in this week eight of football that is finally concluded. We will see you from week nine here at the All Day Everyday Show. If you have liked and watched this YouTube video and have been watching on YouTube, drop a like, a comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any new reaction shows and podcasts this NFL season. Our loyal listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify know that we appreciate you and we love you, so drop us those ratings, and we will talk to you soon and have you in your ears at work, at the gym, or maybe just hanging out at the crib. Uh, if you want to connect with us on our social media platforms, head over to our Twitter page, at Podcast for all our clips. Head over to Instagram as well, at Pod and our TikTok, which is simply the name of the show. It's been a fun ride here in Week 8. We're going to see you from Week 9, where maybe the Giants won't throw another game away. You've been listening and watching to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Um, absolute blast. 
Maybe I won't be as, as raspy next week, but let's have some fun. We'll see you guys soon. Alex Jacobs, Manny Ruppin, signing off.